hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Follow the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 107. It's not like we're losing count, but my God... Uh, it's all happening on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your networking needs, uh, Wi-Fi, routers, whatever it is in your home or small business, Netgear have got you covered. And joining me, Trevor Long, each and every week, the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Good evening, Trevor. Great to be with you for the 107th time. Yeah, so I feel like we should celebrate just randomly the 107th. You know, like we should do. We should do a reflection show at 108, and people go, "What? What? what? It's only 108. That's weird." Just to do something different. That'll but keep them thinking. Exactly. exactly. Get them on their toes. So, look, an interesting show tonight. Lots to talk about, and you know what? A different range of topic, which I'm quite looking forward to. So, let's get straight into it. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I got home tonight, and um, the two children that I have that can speak, uh, obviously one of them's too young, um, both looked at me and said, uh, nice bracelet, Dad. And I went, yeah, not really what I wanted you to be saying. It's not, I don't like the term bracelet, uh, but anyway, that's, that's sexist of me and all that. But anyway, I'm wearing the, the jawbone up, uh, which is a, a well-being uh, bracelet or well-being um, technology gadget. Let's not kid ourselves. It is a bracelet. It uh, snaps around your wrist. Your wrist. It's um. It's an amazing piece of technology because it's uh. It's it's rugged. It's it's drop proof. It's waterproof. It's uh. It's all those things. It's flexible to fit on your arm, and it's it's full of amazing technology like accelerometers, vibration things, to, uh, <laughs> uh, just unbelievable technology that's been jammed into this little thing that is all about monitoring what what jawbone call your well-being it's not about fitness yep. which which appeals to me because i'm you know not one to be You're renowned fitness with fitness trainer. obviously <laughs> yeah yeah but so well-being means you know how much how much exercise you're doing are you walking much um how are you sleeping how how well are you sleeping how often are you sleeping how long are you sleeping and um when combined with the app on on your iphone what are you doing during the day what are you eating what are you drinking and getting a real picture of your overall well-being and trying to just improve it and that's what appeals to me about this it's not about you know becoming you know 20 kilos lighter it's just about you know having a better quality of life and potentially better sleep or whatever it is oh, i bloody love it mate i think it's fantastic it is i've uh, i've been wearing it a few days myself and uh i, I think it's I think it's the the best way I can describe it is it's a good way to find your baseline, like mm. where you're at with your health, uh, your, how much you sleep, or the quality of your sleep, uh, the how much movement you have during the day. Do you run? Do you walk? Uh, do you, are you working out? Are you moving enough? And in conjunction with the app, a very well designed app, I've got to say, oh, that enters enters your the calories that you put in your mouth. So the the movement is the, the calories that you burn. This then you enter the the foods you've eaten, and you get a really good snapshot of your of your whole well being. I think um, 
intelligent device and plenty of uh, technology built in. It's, oh. it's actually a little computer in there. Uh, they've called it a bendable computer. So uh, a lot of design and, and a lot of testing went into the product because they obviously wanted it to be pretty rugged mm. and designed to sort of be worn 24-7, seamlessly sort of integrated into your life. Uh, but I think, too, the, the very act of monitoring yourself encourages you to, to maybe improve mm. so you, you can sort of see where you're at. Like I'll give you an example with the food, for example. You can see, say you're up to lunchtime and you see that you're up to about 80% of your daily calorie, on average calorie intake. Uh, you know then, well, okay, I better pull back and have a healthy meal for dinner. Hmm. So it's that kind of uh, monitoring on the go that encourages people then to sort of look at the better options in their life, which I think that uh, in, in this day and age where kids are growing up obese and, and health isn't uh, top of mind for a lot of people, I think that's, uh, that's a good thing. And, and the, the big thing that appeals to me is the, the sleep function. So there, there's two modes. There's kind of night and day mode. When you're in day mode, it's basically tracking your, your steps. But when you're in, in sleep mode, it does something that I've been doing for a very long time, a couple of years, in fact, on, a, on an app which I've raved about on many places called Sleep Cycle. And what this app does on Sleep Cycle is you, you plug your phone in to charge at night, you put it on your mattress, and it detects the movement um, while you sleep. And it can tell whether you're in a deep sleep or a light sleep. And you set an alarm for, say, 6 o'clock in the morning, and it will start to wake you any time from 20 minutes before that up until 6 o'clock, and it will wake you at your lightest sleeping moment, which is a fantastic thing so you don't get that alarm shock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And and the jaw button does exactly that, but with the added benefit benefit of a you don't need your phone beside you so um for me that's a big difference on its own the the phone can be downstairs and that actually might make me sleep better because i'm not thinking about whether or not i check my email if i wake up at 1am but secondly it wakes you up by vibrating on your wrist and that for someone who gets up hours before their partner like me um that could be revolutionary and then every day i can look at how many hours i slept um how deep my sleep was the quality of my sleep and i can um, gamify that by saying you know what i'm sleeping better than you fennec (laughs) <laughs> well, I like the fact that it can even tell how long it took you to go to sleep, oh, light sleep, deep yes. sleep, the times you were awake, how long you spent in bed. Uh, I think that's fascinating. I, and I think, don't think there'd be many people, many of our listeners, who would have actually had that kind of analysis done on their sleep because mm. there'll be a lot of people alarmed at how little sleep they're getting, I think. And this is, I know personally, like I normally try, try to get five, six hours sleep a night. Mm. This is trying to make me get more sleep. So yeah. I get more deep sleep and uh, feel more rested and get woken up out of that light sleeping mm. rather than getting, getting feeling groggy if I'm dragged out of a deep sleep. Um, but just just on the uh, on on the food and exercise point of view as well, I think the, the keeping track of your calories. It's actually it's it's pretty. There's a lot of knowledge to sort of grab out of this too, because if you say list a meal, it'll give you then all the different components of that meal. Is mm. it got has it got carbs? Has it got salt? Uh, is it this protein? So you kind of learn a little bit too about your about your eating habits as well, and and it shows you the percentage of your average daily intake in those certain areas as well. So it's that whole educational thing that unless you you take the time to read labels and write things down you're never going to do so i think the easier it can make it and present it in such a great way the app looks terrific and really easy to navigate i think that's going to be conducive to people wanting to improve their lifestyle and thereby their health and well-being absolutely and um the great there's a couple of great things about this as i said it's completely waterproof so you can wear it 24 7 in the shower and everything and the the connectivity behind it is brilliant so there's no little switch on it that you'd plug in a usb or something there's just a cover over what is a headphone jack and you plug it into the headphone socket of your iphone that's bloody genius mate i mean taking advantage of that socket 
um, is fantastic because a it crosses all the different types of iPhones, but but also um, it's it's common to to the average everyday person. They understand where that plug goes. So yeah. great little thing. You get to- ten days worth of battery life out of it, and you only need ninety minutes to charge it back up. Absolutely, and we should point out that it's not just an iPhone app. Android app is also now available. It's not actually out in stores till mid to late April. Mm-hmm. We were the lucky ones who got a, an early uh, early uh, version of the device, but uh, it's going to be priced at one forty nine ninety nine. So uh, not cheap, but for what it can, you can get out of it, I think it's not a bad investment. And it's going to be available at Apple stores and other major retailers. Yeah, like Telstra and Optus. So they're really hitting that uh, that that mobile sector. But the Apple stores, mark. absolutely, exactly. So look, it's a great thing if you're at all interested in your well-being. And it's not about not just about fitness. You can certainly make it about fitness for yourself. But um, if you're an average person that maybe doesn't desire great fitness but wants to have an understanding of your quality of well-being around sleep and and general exercise, uh, like walking every day. Fantastic thing to think about, and you know what? I don't think it's. I think 150 bucks is a great price. So uh, the Jawbone Up, and you can read more about it at TechGuide.com.au. Some uh, very interesting news coming out of Facebook. Now we all we all know that Mark Zuckerberg and his many developers over at uh, Facebook love to get under the under the hood and tinker around a lot on Facebook. We see when the news feed changes, people go up in arms, and if there's any other kind of change, people are really resistant to it. Complain about it on Facebook. Funny enough, uh, but Facebook has actually begun a new trial, and this is all around advertising. Mm. Now we all know Facebook. Uh, listed on the stock market last year, uh, and so it is about them uh, satisfying their shareholders, try- making them money, so trying to really monetize this platform they've created. And one way they're doing that is obviously with advertising. And we already see on the right-hand side there are some subtle little ads that appear there that are kind of targeted to sort of your your age, where you live, your interests. But Facebook have actually unveiled another type of ad, and this is through their product, Facebook Exchange, which is, is being trialled with a certain number of small number of agencies and advertisers that are actually going to experiment with including ads in your newsfeed. Mm. Now, the ad in the newsfeed actually looks like a post that one of your friends would put up. It's sort of got a little status and a link. So it's not like it's a massive banner ad that's going to take over your feed. But I don't know about you, mate, but I think a lot of people may think that's a little bit intrusive. You know what? It is intrusive, and um, the problem is what they've realized is that the Facebook ads on the right-hand side are not working. Um, you know, yeah, there's some people that click on them, but generally they're not working and they're not making enough money out of them. Um, now, th- th- this is not – I don't think it's going to be crazily uh, annoying for people because I think we're already used to it, especially given that more people use Facebook mobile than use Facebook desktop. And if you've got the mobile app, you know that you're getting these really – frankly, crap ads for, for apps. You know, the suggested app I just got was Kingdoms of Camelot. I mean, what is the, what on earth would I want that app for? I mean, it's the problem with Facebook is they're just showing app ads in the, in the mobile feed. And honestly, give, actually, I would prefer to see targeted advertising than these stupid app ads, but it seems to be that's all they can get the money out of. So, um, it, it isn't unusual. They've, they've put a lot of suggested pages in at the moment. So you're getting a new look to the way they show pages and suggesting pages to you. Sometimes they're completely random and I don't understand, but um, so goes life. Look, yeah. Facebook is free and Facebook is not a charity. So if you don't like this, 
deal with it and move on. But frankly, it's just a fact of life. Just like television is always going to have ads, um, Facebook is always going to have ads and they're going to make them more engaging for you. And frankly, over time, they will become better ads because they will be more targeted. And that's good for everyone in the end. I agree, yeah. I think, well, Facebook described the news feed as the most engaging place on the web. and. Mm. and They've got a billion members, uh, and that's where their eyeballs are. You're right. The right-hand side ads kind of don't really grab your attention. So being able to integrate into that news feed, as long as they're not too in your face and relevant to what you like and and what you do, then, you know, like you said, Facebook doesn't run on the smell of an oily rag. It's not a free free thing. It is a business. They're trying to make some money and trying to make it as interesting and subtle as possible. So. Can't blame them for that. Don't whinge when it happens, people. In fact, uh, whinge all you like. Just don't whinge to me because I'm not interested. Um, but uh, <laughs> you can read about that and you can have a look at one of the uh, example ads at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Look, I don't, I don't want to get accused of being richest. But uh, I do hate people with money. Richest, hang on, let's qualify that. Yeah. You're not the richest person, but I think uh, rather than being racist, yes, you're saying or sexist, richest, so I'm not richest. rich people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I but I do have a have a pretty pretty big dislike and disdain for people that have a lot of money, especially people who make it really quickly and without much work. But that's okay. Um, younger. Yeah, especially if you're 15 or 17 years old. So there was a story this week of a, a young kid who who lived in Australia until he was the age of seven and uh, then went to the UK in different places and started a, a, an app called Sumly uh, about two years ago when he was 15 years old and actually got you know seed investment for it and I came across this because Stephen Fry um, was quite impressed by it and sort of tweeted about it and different things a good year or, or more ago um, and it turns out that um, this app this company this technology if you like has been bought this week by Yahoo for 28 million dollars so he is easily um, with you know, without qualification, because there's probably maybe someone else in another weird country, but he's easily the the youngest self-made millionaire, um, which is pretty amazing. And and he's going to work for Yahoo for now for eighteen months at the very least um, to build what is not the app, but build the technology behind the app into Yahoo Mobile Services. Now, essentially, what this app does, what what he developed was technology that reads the internet or reads news posts or reads news pages and summarizes them and summarizes them in a short form so that you can basically get the gist. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know that it's exactly what I want because I use now the news aggregation tools and things. I'm not sure it's worth $28 million, and I'm not, uh, I actually don't mind the concept that Asher Moses at the City Morning Herald said this today was maybe this is just a big PR campaign for Yahoo, a very expensive one. But, yeah. look, all credit to the kid, but um, interesting to see how Yahoo integrate a piece of technology like this. Absolutely, and you'll notice too that the app is no longer in the app store. Mm, that's they right. Thought, well, no, we own it now, Yahoo. And look, for thirty million dollars, that's that's the Aussie equivalent. Thirty million dollars for Yahoo is is like you know lunch money for you and me. They've got plenty of dollars, and for them to lock down this kind of technology as well as getting the publicity that goes with it, mm. uh, can't hurt them. But no. I think the reason the the app is so attractive is the fact that Yahoo recognise that smartphones are the remote control to our lives. They're the product Mm, we've mm. got with us 24-7. We use it for not only communication but for gathering information. And any app that can aggregate all this kind of content, and much of it will now come from Yahoo, of course, Mm. in an easy-to-read format for your smartphone – and with, with very little effort, rather than you having to go out and, and get all these other news sources yourself or puts it in one place, 
th- that that was attractive to them, obviously, and worth thirty mil. I think the the fact that it seems very simple and yet is very effective is why it's worth thirty million dollars. People think, why didn't I think of that? It's simple. You think of Twitter. Twitter is simple. One forty characters on the web, easy. This is kind of a similar thing where it's a very simple idea, done very well, executed perfectly. The only thing is, it was a fifteen-year-old kid who did it. Imagine when he when he gets a bit older, what is he capable of? This young guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it's all about. But uh, look, good luck to him, and uh, and I just hope that he gets good advice and doesn't. You know, at seventeen, said mate, when he got his when he uh, found out about his windfall, hmm. he said he's going to shout himself a new computer. He says he, his his living expenses are actually quite low. He still lives at home with his mum and dad, so yeah. he just wants to get a new computer. That's all he's going to do with his money for them for the moment. I yeah. think the parents going to lock it up in a trust fund for a few years. Oh, I would hope so because you know I can I tell you right now, eighteen even eighteen is too young to get. Uh, get a lot of money you've got to be 21 or more before you start to really understand what money um, does and can be and all that kind of stuff so interesting stuff Sumly is the name of the product which you can't get anymore um, and uh, we'll see some interesting innovations perhaps from Yahoo over the years ahead as they integrate the technology into their products you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au is the place to go to find out how connectivity can improve your life at home. Now, think about your home and just paint a picture of your home right now. You've got your lounge room, you've got your kitchen, you've got your bedroom, you've got, you've got the office, the study, whatever it is. And in all of those areas, there's something that can be connected or, or should be connected, whether it's your TV, your laptop, your tablet. All those things should be connected and they should be connected together, not just using the 3G dongle that might be in them because 3G costs you money. Use the Wi-Fi that you've got at home and make sure you've got quality Wi-Fi. And Netgear can help you with each of those things. They can give you a Wi-Fi network in your home. They can make it the qu- a quality and, and good performing Wi-Fi network. And importantly, they can extend that Wi-Fi network throughout your home if you're having problems with connectivity in different parts of the house. Those are all the things that Netgear can do just at a Wi-Fi connectivity level in your home, let alone the streaming of content from, from devices to TVs, let alone the storage of content in your home or small business so that it can be shared across all your devices. Great stuff from Netgear. They're great people and great products, and you can check them out at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So uh, Twitter turned seven this this week, which is um, you know when you think about it, it's pretty remarkable because it's um, it, it's not yet um, it's important. It's not yet really mainstream in terms of the actual user base of it. Like Facebook, you know, Facebook has fifty percent or more of the Australian population. Twitter, um, on my information, is around two and a half million Australians actively yeah. using it. So it's, it's a less, long way to go. 10%. Yep. That's right. So um, it's still a long way to go. But geez, it does have the publicity effect. It does have the influencer effect. So. It's an amazing story, really. Uh, seven years um, from what was a you know a very simple idea um, to to what is now you know a change in the way we communicate, a change in the way we find it and and read news, and a change in the way we disseminate information and on a, on a casual and an imp- and a serious basis around to our friends and network. It's it is quite amazing, mate. And I it's- I I um, I'm quite uh, quite chuffed that seven years has, has kind of kicked away. Um, I don't know how long you've been on it, but I mean, I think been on since about 2007, late 2007. So, um, you know, it's been a long haul and it's changed so much in that time. Absolutely, yeah. It seems like only yesterday when uh, Jack Dorsey, then a web developer, sent the first ever tweet and the tweet read, just setting up my Twitter and Twitter was spelled T-W-T-T-R. 
and th- that was uh, that was seven years ago. And today, more than four hundred million tweets uh, sent daily, which is incredible. And as you said, it's become such an eng- a way for people to engage, uh, discuss topics on the spot, instant feedback. When you're watching television, there's so many shows that have integrated Twitter really well. Q and A is a great example. But now every reality show now has a little Twitter box at the bottom left hand corner with people making comments about the show in real time. I think this uh, it, it's given people an opportunity to, uh, as the as the site says, share the conversation, join in the conversation, mm. and I think that uh, you're right. Twitter hasn't quite caught hold uh, with the Australian public and even worldwide. Let's face it; they've only got not only they've got 200 million members, which is nothing mm. to sneeze at, but it's yeah. well short of Facebook's one billion members. I think Twitter. I think to me, the great description of Twitter is that Facebook's for friends, Twitter is for people. So anyone can jump in. You you can send messages, and I've seen you do this. Uh, Barry O'Farrell uh, tweets you for a tech advice, and mm. you know I've gotten tweets from other people, and, and it's 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 that kind of community where that kind of communication uh, happens every day, and that's I think the strength of the platform of the fact that you can jump in and maybe get a retweet from Russell Crowe or get a reply from Justin Bieber. It's that kind of community. Justin Bieber, of course, being the most followed person on Twitter with more than 36 million followers. Um, I've been on Twitter, I think, just nearly four four and a half, nearly five years. Uh, And, you know, we're both pretty avid users of Twitter. I love to get my stories, connect my stories on Twitter as well, uh, tell people what I'm doing, try to engage people when I'm on the radio and do things like that. We also promote Two Blokes Talking Tech on mm, Twitter yeah. every Thursday morning when it's when it's released. So it's a very interesting platform that is uh, only going to go from strength to strength. And look, the the speaking from the, the privileged side of things, you and I are, are on what's, uh, what's known as the, the, the suggested user list. So when people join, it's a really interesting experiment because when people join Twitter for the very first time, you're, you're actually kind of forced but encouraged to, to follow people and you can choose categories that you like. And if you happen to choose technology, you'll find us there. And because of that, it's interesting, we get a lot of new followers just every day because you know they're new followers because they don't have a, you know, an image yet. They just have the little egg. And, uh, you know, it is interesting to watch every day the number of new people coming in and, and, uh, it does give you a bit of a litmus test. So this thing is, is definitely not stagnant. This thing is still growing so seven years years yeah. in they've got a lot to do they've got but, a, a um, real real case to growth and um the next three absolutely. years up to this up to their 10th will be really important for but them. i think people who aren't on twitter i think it, it's uh, i and you get, i'm sure you get this a lot i get it too what why what's twitter mean what do i do with twitter mm-hmm. the, the people don't quite grasp it yeah uh, I think once they jump in and sort of see what people are talking about, it's kind of an SMS you send to the world, basically, is what I tell people, yeah. ways you can communicate with on a grand scale. I think once people jump in, I think they'll find that the, the, it's very informative. Uh, you, you find out so many things. There's a lot of information shared. Um, great way to have conversations with different people. It, it is a really good community that, that is a lot more, in my opinion, a bit more engaging than Facebook. Facebook's great for photos and family stuff and, and, and certain other things. But Twitter's sort of in the now. It's all happening now. And, and just quickly, um, if you're not on Twitter, just one other reason is it's, it's, it's a source of news. You really can um, find 
find out what's happening in the world of the pulse of the world very quickly on Twitter. And if, you, if you're joining up, um, you can follow Stephen Fennick, and he's at Stephen Fennick. So actually, just go to twitter.com forward slash Stephen Fennick with a PH in the Stephen, or twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long, and uh, you can jo- join us and follow us from there and enjoy a, a conversation. Say good day. If you're on Twitter, just hit reply. Say good day, and, uh, and we love to hear from you. We love to chat to you there. So um, twitter.com, seven years old. It's, uh, it's been a big ride, and they've got a lot to do in the next three years, I would suggest, up until their 10th. Did you know, Trevor, that March the 31st is World Backup Day? Would it help I'm if not talking about the backup uh, rugby league on the <laughs> rugby league field, backing up. I'm talking about backing up your data and your documents on your computer. Did you know that? For the purpose of, of the maintaining your story. No, Stephen, I didn't. <laughs> Please tell me well, more. <laughs> it's very interesting that you should say that because let me tell you more. March 31 is World Backup Day because it's a day before April Fool's Day and they don't want you to be the April Fool if you haven't uh, backed up your data. Yes. They're very... <laughs> That's a nice segue into what we're going to talk about. There's a, there's a survey that actually Buffalo commissioned, and it's a, a, a hard drive company. Uh, Buffalo commissioned a survey that checked with small and medium businesses and asked them about their backup choices and what they do to back up their data. And the surprising thing was that only 10% of businesses said they used uh, the correct type of backup. Now, it's okay for, say, a normal consumer to back up their computer with an external hard drive. That, that's fine. A lot of businesses are relying on that same kind of technology, but businesses need a little bit more, a bit more thorough backup, a bit more of a redundancy built in. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean the backup needs a backup. And yep. to do that, you need what they call a NAS, a network-attached storage. So... Buffalo uh, suggesting uh, with a list of questions that I've put on my story on Tech Guide that you answer these questions and it'll tell you the type of user you are, the type of storage you need, and how your present setup compares. Ah. And sadly, there's a lot of people that don't have the right kind of backup. There are some companies that use USB flash drives as their backups, something that's easy to lose. That's an example of people not knowing the mm. right backup solution yeah, and look it's interesting because um that's you know that's the buffalo story but i i was talking to trend micro during the week about uh you know well backup don't, thus i did know about it, i'm sorry um and uh <laughs> and we were talking about the idea that you know don't forget your mobile too your mobile is like the most important device in your life on a, on a daily basis when was the last time you backed it up you know make it this weekend plug it into itunes plug it into your computer do whatever it is you, you need to do to back it up so that your contacts your photos and all those things are there it's a really important reminder and it's probably one that we need to be doing i don't, I don't know you need to celebrate a day but it's good to be reminded of these yeah, things yeah. on a regular basis don't you? yeah while we're on the subject i might just quickly mention seagate another mm-hmm. another uh, another hard drive company actually the, the first company to uh, ship more than two, two. billion hard drives. What made it you remember me, that, Stephen? Was it, it the, the cake pop things? Yes. <laughs> they were quite nice. My kids just took all of them. I was had left one of them left for me to eat. But anyway, that's another story. But uh, the company took 29 years to hit the first billion and just four years to sell the second yeah, billion. Wow. So it'll probably be like two years before they sell the third. But Amazing. Seagate have two other products they've released, central shared storage, like a home cloud solution. Mm-hmm. And they've also got another called the Wireless Plus, which is like a portable drive that you can then stream. You can take it with you, connect your iPad, smartphone, up to eight devices and stream content from that on the go. The uh, central the central shared uh, storage, the central shared uh, is, is like that home cloud solution. As I mentioned, you can not only access stuff from within your network, but also remotely access it from outside as well.
Interesting stuff. World Backup Day. You can read about that um, Buffalo survey at uh, techguide.com.au for more information. That's where Stephen posts all his cool and important information. Speaking of cool and important, maybe just on the cool side, I um I, I wrote a little thing and put some photos up on EFTM this week for a cool product called Poster Candy. Now, um, you know me, I don't mind my Instagram, and Instagram, for those that don't know, is a, like a social network for photos, and you take photos of things and funny little filters on them, make a comment, etc. And I do have a lot of photos of my kids there, as well as, you know, Formula One or technology, whatever it is. And this Poster Candy idea, it's a Sydney company. You go into the website, you uh, you enter your, your Instagram details, and it grabs all your photos, and you can choose to get a print made, anything from 30 by by 40 centimetres up to 70 by 100 centimetres and up to like a 100 and odd photos on the thing made up of your Instagram. Now, I got two made, um, thanks to Post Candy. I, I got two made for me. I chose the photos and one of them is the 70 centimetre by 100 centimetre. So there's actually 70 photos I chose to put on it. Um, and then I got it delivered uh, in a, you know, one of those um, poster delivery satchels, so it was all safe and, and in good condition. Went to Ikea because the posters are made to a specific Ikea frame range, so went and bought the frames. And I've got to tell you, mate, these things look bloody outstanding on the wall. I've got one, another one 50 by 50 centimetres for my mum. It's going to be perfect for her. I just think anyone that has a lot of photos on Instagram, this is that idea of, you know what, what are, the, what are they doing on Instagram? Bring them out of there. Bring them offline and put them on the wall. Share them with people. Postercandy.com.au, a, yeah, a great solution. That's a great idea. I think you're, you, you've, you've touched on another, another uh, good point there, that uh, in the digital age, the photos often reside on a device. They're mm. not on display. Yeah. So this is a great idea to get those out of your devices, off your hard drives, and out there for people to enjoy. Because yeah. let's face it, there's a lot of really cool Instagram photos people take, not only of memories, but they're pretty arty-looking photographs. Mm. And I think this would make a great gift if you want to oh, give someone mate. some lovely photos. It's it's kind of a, a – you can't really buy this in a shop because it's all your own memories. That's I right. think this is a really great idea. And being an Australian company as well, Sydney-based company, I think a terrific idea, a great gift idea. I think with Mother's Day coming up, I think this will be perfect. This is a perfect Mother's Day gift and, and in, into that future, all the different gift times of year, whether it's for your home or your, or your office, just a great little reminder of all the great memories in your life. So check it out. I put up some photos of what I did at eftm.com.au and you can check them out at postercandy.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Right, yeah, we've, I have an announcement to make. We're extending the program by two minutes this week um, because we're already at the 30 minutes and we do like to be a 30-minute program, but we are a bit bit, bit flexible on that. So we have two very important one-minute reviews to come from Stephen Fennick and we'll kick that off, mate, with the, the all-important smartphone which we've been talking about for since CES, in fact. Absolutely. The Sony Xperia Z smartphone. Now, this is a device that has had a lot of attention since CES. I've finally got it in my hands, done a thorough review, and I have to say, easily the best smartphone ever produced by Sony. Uh, it's very impressive uh, credentials, 5-inch screen, 7.9 millimeters thick, feels really good in your hand. Excellent screen. What I like about it is that Sony's best uh, parts of the company in terms of their screens, cameras, computing, have all joined together to form this device. So it's fast, excellent screen, uh, and, and looks good as well. But what I really like about it, the real party trick for this device is that it's waterproof. How many times have you mm. heard people complaining, I've wet my phone, not going to work anymore. Not so with the Xperia Z. There's even a picture on my Tech Guide review of it sitting in a vase full of water. Took it out, dried it off, 
was working perfectly. Available now through Optus. It's uh, $7.49 outright, or you can get get it from $0 on a $60 a month plan. You know what's really exciting about that, Stephen? Um, that was exactly one minute. So uh, kudos to you for the for the one minute review. <laughs> Secondly, uh, no buzzer today. For, for, no buzzer. I got well, it under the buzzer because so. Christina. Um, we did have a complaint, by the way, about oh, the buzzer. Well, that's I'm I'm, I'm acknowledging. We had a listener complain about the buzzer. So oh, I, is that why you're not using it? I, I'd like to suggest it was just a bit of feedback. I, I don't like the word complaint, Stephen. But okay. um, good, very, fair enough. Good qualification. The then. very cheerful Christina um, did make a note about the buzz, and uh, if you um, she was mentioning that she was sleeping. So she's sleeping. Um, so if she's sleeping. What just keep it down for the next minute, but um, <laughs> uh, wake up, Christina. Um, the next product um, uh, in the in the t- one minute reviews. If you can do it for in a minute again, that would be just remarkable. Uh, Topfield have an iPad uh, in car case and mount. Yes, comes the right time of year. We're Easter holidays now. Many people may be planning a road trip. Now, Topfield, normally a company associated with high-quality PVRs, that's personal video recorders mm. and set-top boxes, have actually decided to form a another part of the company for in-car products. This one is an, is an iPad case slash mount, mounts to the headrest of your car, comes with a pair of wireless headphones. So the passengers in the back seat can watch in, in peace, not having to disturb the, the passengers in the front seat and the driver, of course, uh, fits in the iPad 2 and 3. Doesn't fit the latest iPad 4 with the lightning bolt, uh, lightning connector, uh, but it does have a charging solution, a 30-pin dock inside the case and can be connected to the car power source, so you're never going to run out of charge on the go. Great way to keep the passengers quiet and entertained on your road trip, priced at $189. I'm very worried about you, Stephen. You've come in on the minute or under both times. Is, is everything all right? I mean... Well, you did a- say we were running over, so I wanted to sort of pick up the pace. Very good. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And that's a wrap. Two Blokes Talking Tech each and every week uh, published on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning for you. Uh, this is episode 107. Uh, you can read more about nearly every single one of those stories at techguide.com.au. You can follow Stephen on Twitter at Stephen Fennick. Stephen has his own podcast, the Tech Guide podcast, which is also available at techguide.com.au. You can hear him on 2GB every week. You can hear me on 2UE every week and uh, other places as well as yourtechlife.com. That's probably enough free self-plugging at the moment, <laughs> mates. Thanks for the chat. We'll, we'll talk again next week. No worries. 